You're listening to an episode of Kairos Chats, conversations about journeying through this pandemic. Hi, my name is Esther Chalem, and I am so excited to be here today to host our very own Kairos podcast. And since this is our first podcast, I wanted to share a little bit about why we are starting this new podcast at Kairos. I think as believers, whether you're a new Christian or have been a Christian all your life, in our journey of faith, we learn what it means to be a disciple of Christ. We learn about who God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is, and who we are in relation to Him. That we are sinners saved by His grace through the cross at Calvary. And the hope for all of us who have surrendered our lives to Jesus is that we would live our lives intimately with Him and emulate Christ as best as we can. Of course, this all sounds so simple, but if any of you are like me, we all know how challenging this can be, especially when life throws you that curveball. So we're here because we want to get real with you. We want to dialogue with one another about the challenges and difficulties of our faith journey. We want to share our stories and see how God is working in and through us. And most importantly, we want to learn and grow to walk more and more in line with the Spirit of God. So I hope you'll stay tuned in and listen as we embark on this journey together. So with that, we wanted to start off our first series of episodes talking about the obvious, this pandemic. It's clear that this pandemic has affected every single one of us in different ways. But I think what has been most unexpected is how it has played out in our spiritual and emotional health. So in the next couple of weeks, we want to talk about how this pandemic might have had a toll on our emotional health and touch on topics like anxiety and depression and guilt. And we want to talk about how our emotional health ultimately has affected our spiritual health as well. So today, without further ado, I want to invite our first guest, my friend Lorraine Ichiyasu Lau. Uh, it's kind of weird saying your last name, Lau. But yes, she is a married woman to Mr. Brian Lau. Lorraine is a Bethel Seminary graduate, and now she practices as an associate marriage and family therapist in the city of San Diego. Lorraine, it's good to have you here, and thank you for being our first official uh, guest on our Kairos podcast. Thanks, Esther. It's so nice to be here, and I love that it's being documented. I'm the first official guest. <laughs> yes, we're glad to have you here. So I want to talk about this pandemic. You know, we're in this season where I've heard that term uncertain or unprecedented so many times, and I feel like that is the word of the year, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I kind of want to ask you in in your field of expertise, are, are there trends that you've noticed or seen that have, you know, been typically associated with people navigating through kind of these uncertain, unprecedented times? Oh, yeah. There are trends, there are patterns, you name it. Um, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing that m- many of us, unless we are these high-level scientists, can do to, you know, prepare enough. Right. Um, yeah. We don't have the power to end it. We don't have the power to even, you know, foresee the next couple months. 
And so with that being said, people are responding to these changes and to this uncertainty with Mm -hmm. a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and it affects us in different ways. You know, some people are um, more stressed out because of it and others lean into it because some of the changes bring stuff that they like. Right. Um, But, you know, in high stress and a lot of change, one thing I want to point out is it's incredibly natural. It's Mm -hmm. totally normal to be anxious and to respond in anxiety. Anxiety, in a nutshell, it's the fear of the unknown. It's the Mm -hmm. fear of something that's coming, the future, that we just don't have any control over. Mm. And it's unclear how this pandemic's gonna play out. So a natural response is anxiety. Um, It's a Kairos podcast. (laughs) We're talking Christ-centered and from a Christ-centered perspective, when we're in this kind of fear, I think most of our hope is that we will turn to God. Most of us hope that we will surrender these things to him. But in this season, I'm finding that quite a few people, rather than turning to God, they are actually turning to themselves. Um, or turning to material things. Um, And this looks a lot of different ways, but essentially it's this this need to react to this anxiety by suddenly feeling a bit more secure in what Mm -hmm. they can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely relate to that. I I don't think that I would ever consider myself as an anxious person, but I, I do remember at times during this season where I would wake up at three or four in the morning just consistently um, and I would wonder why that was. I was like, am I stressed? And I think a lot of times I would actually just kind of brush it off and, and move aside, right? And I think that was kind of my normal tendency um, rather than really to bring it to the Lord. I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are and your experience, you know, in terms of, you know, why do you feel like it, it's difficult for us, especially in these seasons, to turn to God? You know, why do we turn to these alternative, you know, things? I want the, the clear answer, I think, is anxiety is super uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, when I feel uncomfortable things, I want out. I don't want right, to be yeah. in that anymore. Um, many of us, when we engage with anxiety, that's our response as well. Mm-hmm. I want out of this. Let's m- keep moving. Exactly like you said, 3 a.m. in the morning, I want to be asleep. <laughs> so let's right. forget whatever this is. Yeah. Um, but in doing so, we actually are pushing that anxiety away. We're huh. fighting it. And it. if you can imagine, like, if it was me and you, Esther, mm-hmm. if you have something that you need to tell me and I keep pushing you away, is that going to make you want to tell me less? <laughs> Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) And with anxiety, it's kind of the similar way. If we respond by freaking out, getting frantic, avoiding it, shutting down, Mm. it's it's actually ramping up your anxiety Mm. and keeping it there longer. Um, And so this being said, it can be super hard to, like I said, anxiety is rooted in fear. And so if we're pushing that anxiety away, we're not getting any closer to that fear. We're not getting any closer to figuring out what we're afraid of. Um, so fear, first and foremost, if we don't connect with that fear, it is like a little control panel in our head. (laughs) It will direct everything that we do. It'll direct what we say and how we interact with other people. Hmm. Um, one example, and I don't want to make light of this because I know that a lot of people were experiencing a lot of fear at the very start of, of COVID. Yeah. Um, Hmm. One trend I saw was people 
buying a lot of toilet paper, a lot of necessities in bulk beyond what might be quote unquote necessary. And, you know, I can, I get it in that mindset. It's, you know, we're being told that we might have to stay in our homes for long periods of time. I don't want to run out. Yeah. Um, And I've been that person who was a little late to the game and went to Costco and there was nothing there. Me too. Um, too. (laughs) And I think you resonate with me in the mindset of, oh man, if that person has bought out all the toilet paper, I'm not going to have enough now. Right. How am I going to get through this pandemic? Yeah. And regardless if you're me or Esther, or if you're the person who got there first, that mindset is rooted in this desire for control. Hmm. Um, we, when we lack control in our circumstances, oftentimes we will look for it elsewhere. We look for it in toning our bodies. Hmm. We look for it in baking all this bread. We look for it in decorating, redecorating and redecorating our homes. And those activities are not bad in and of themselves. But when we're engaging in them to avoid other things, or when we're engaging in them thinking that they will make us feel more secure, that they will actually save us, that's when we realize, okay, maybe this is a red flag that I have an unhealthy relationship with the sense of control. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said before, I never really categorized myself as someone who is anxious. And so for somebody who's maybe not familiar with different signs or whatnot, you know, even with the example of the toilet paper, you know, how can we tell if we're having more of a healthy or an unhealthy relationship with, you know, our responses Mm -hmm. and our coping? That's a great question. And it's one that I think people are not asking themselves enough. Hmm. Um, And one reason why it's so such a difficult question to answer is because we can't, it's, it would be really hard to judge somebody in it. Hmm. Um, It's hard to tell if somebody is actually operating from a healthy place or an unhealthy one. Um, It really comes down to that person's intention and that person's motivation. Hmm. Uh, If that person is, you know, hoping to gain a sense of security by engaging in it, if they're hoping to avoid by engaging in it, mm-hmm. then that might be unhealthy. But if gen- if genuinely, like, I'm all out of toilet paper yeah. and I need a roll or two, but this comes in <laughs> in a two dozen pack, like, yeah. that's okay, you yeah. know? Um, but even general questions like that, how will this benefit me? Mm. How is this activity or what I'm doing, how is it going to help me get meet my needs right now? That's a surefire question to ask, to figure out, am I in the right or am I in the wrong? Mm. Um, And you know what? It's completely possible to be engaging in both. Mm. You might be going to prayer meeting and doing your daily quiet times and (laughs) engaging in activities that help to temporarily distance you from your anxiety. We all deserve some breaks from it. We should not be, our whole life should not be about our anxiety. Um, But what I'm talking about is if you have a choice between the two and you're choosing the alternative, right? If you're choosing, um, you know, the, the toning your body, <laughs> the baking all the bread, the right. uh, all, whatever, what have you, um, over those disciplines with God, I would say that might be a red flag that we're leaning into the unhealthy side. I see, I see. So kind of like if we are um, 
escaping maybe that's a good word right mm-hmm. we're escaping from the reality of our emotions or feelings I think I for one am not one to like to sit in that right um, but I like what you said you know that um, you know for us to be able to just be aware of our emotions to be aware of our feelings and I think that kind of is the first step it sounds like to facing you know and addressing some of these things right and I know for me as somebody who's in full-time ministry serving it's easy to you know say I'm fine or it's easy to kind of push things aside or just maybe even just do work be filled in like a lot of work Um, and I think that's like a normal thing for me and it's hard to kind of get myself out of that cycle and I think a lot of this podcast you know is wanting to help us, you know, get out of that cycle. How do we, how do we come out of this thing that we have found to be so normal to us, mm-hmm. right? And um, I'm, I want to hear from you in terms of, you know, what, what that might look like in terms of maybe reconciling our relationship with God. Perhaps that's something that we want to push away from. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think in terms of? you know, how, how we can reconcile, you know, that relationship with God in, in the midst of feeling anxious and feeling that anxiety. Definitely. And Esther, what you just described, and, and like you said, it's really, it becomes almost normal to mm-hmm. just get caught up in our daily routines or um, in this belief, like, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm not dying, yeah. I'm not uh, sick, right. I'm not, you know, impaired in any way. Um, but in doing so, what we're really doing is we're just maintaining this anxiety. Hmm. Uh, we are um, rationalizing our health in a sense. Hmm. And it keeps us in a kind of um, isolated place because not only are you not aware of you know, what's going on, what anxiety might be there, but now nobody else knows either hmm. and they don't know to check in. Right. Um, one of the surefire ways that we can keep an unhealthy relationship with anxiety and control is keeping it to ourselves. Right. Um, and so, I'm, and I, I don't, I don't say that as like that's an easy thing to know. Right. right. Um, oftentimes, we don't even realize that we're anxious about anything or fearful of something until it's starting to mess with our lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so. For us, you know, in in the church setting, this idea of, okay, what if I've noticed it now? What if I'm aware I have anxiety, I have fear? What do I do now? Do I just give it to God? Mm -hmm. Do I just pray it away and hope that he will replace it with peace? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I am a full proponent. You should absolutely be praying. We should all be praying right now. Um, But we have to remember that we were created with these emotions for a purpose. God did not have an oops moment and throw in sadness, fear, and anger, right, and anxiety. It was very intentional because these emotions are, you know, they're signals to us that reveal matters that are deeper, matters Mm -hmm. of the heart. And so, you know, in my work as a therapist, I know firsthand that handling these matters of the heart that are really uncomfortable, it's like playing a game of hot potato, Mm -hmm. right? When you play hot potato, you keep passing it because otherwise if you hold it, you're going to get burned, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You keep passing it, keep passing it. But the thing is, the more you pass it, the longer the game goes on. And if you replace this hot potato with our anxiety, the longer we keep trying to push it away from us, the longer this game with it keeps prolonging. 
and mm. eventually it will just keep coming back to us. I love that analogy, actually. It's, it's interesting. It's a good way to kind of put these in, into perspective. Thank you. Um, unless we take the time to really sit with it, hold it, we are never going to connect with the fear that it's rooted in. Hmm. Um, but it does mean you might get burned, and it does mean that it will be uncomfortable. And in this, I'm just, in, I'm just wondering if it would be beneficial to try something different. You know, to connect with the anxiety rather than push it away. Um, to take time to sit with it, right? Imagine if it's if this anxiety was a small child trying to get your attention. Esther, 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 Esther. Mm-hmm. And you keep telling them, no, not right now, not right now, not right now. That child is not going to let up. <laughs> but what if the first time that they check with you, Esther, Esther, you sat with them mm-hmm. and gave them your full attention there's a greater chance that child, whatever it is that they needed from you, they're getting Mm -hmm. just through your attention. Same with our anxiety. If your anxiety is nagging you constantly and you actually give it time and you sit with it, just a few moments, identify why it's even there. What do you need? What's happening right now? Yeah. Um, And then bring that before God. Mm -hmm. Hey, I've got anxiety about this and I think it might be connected to this fear, Mm -hmm. right? Um, rather than, you know, dumping it on him and running, mm-hmm. right? But actually taking it to him and acknowledging that he wants to sit with us in it. He mm. wants to work with us to work through those anxieties. It's a different approach, but if you haven't tried it, it might be worthwhile. Mm. Um, this process of relinquishing control, it's not an easy one. And, you know, for me, I'm, I know it's going to be a lifelong one. And I think it's likely going to be a lifelong one for many of us. So I encourage all of us, you know, ask for help. Hmm. Invite the Lord into this. Invite brothers and sisters that you trust into this. Um, Because, like I said, the one surefire way to keep keep it around is to keep it to ourself. Hmm. So definitely try something. Try something different. Yeah. I mean, I I love that challenge. Uh, I, I think at the same time, that challenge is so hard. I mean, you know, I I realize as I'm starting to face, you know, some of these different emotions that are coming up, I I know that it's difficult to sit in that fear, to sit in the pain or the hurt or grief or whatever it is, you know, that we're, we're dealing with. And I think, though, at the same time, this is so necessary, right, for us to kind of walk towards healing, Mm -hmm. right? And I love that you said, you know, Jesus wants to sit with us in that. He wants to walk, he wants to kind of help us do that. And I think a lot of times I'm always, you know, thinking, okay, I got to just give this to Jesus and, you know, be done with it. But he wants to actually deal with the heart matter, right? right? There's like a deeper heart matter of this. And I think at the same time, you know, knowing that Jesus accepts us in that brokenness mm-hmm. and accepts us just, you know, as we are and, and wanting us to really be set free, right? Um, and and embrace us in that brokenness. I feel like that's, that's so powerful and that's so awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the, the God that we serve, right? Right. So that's cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. Lauren, I know that we're ending um, our time here uh, today in terms of this topic and talking about it. And so thank you so much for just your 
wisdom, your insights. I know that I've learned a lot. Uh, I hope that those who are listening have also learned a lot as well. And actually, I think next week you're going to be joining us as well uh, to do a part two and talk about, you know, those who might be in that season of feeling like helpless or stuck, right? And I think I'm, I'm looking forward, I'm really looking forward to uh, that conversation as well. Um, but before we sign off, you know, I want to, you know, just wrap up with perhaps any advice or any kind of things that you've learned uh, from working with perhaps clients who have dealt with anxiety or um, just perhaps are in, in this difficult season. Um, what are some things that, that you could share with us? Yeah. One of the biggest hurdles a lot of us are facing right now is just the sitting with it part. Right. And um, if we're doing it on our own, we may not even know where to start. And Mm -hmm. so um, when my work with with clients in therapy, I always tell them, you know what? It doesn't have to be that hard. Mm -hmm. Um, If you just need help with the sitting with it part, gaining prompts can be a huge help. Mm. Um, there are lots of resources online, in books. There's even journals um, made, published, where each day's journal entry starts with a prompt. And it might be a simple question like, um, what's one high and one low for you today? Or, okay. um, yeah, things like that. There's also apps on the mm. App Store, whether you're Android or iPhone <laughs> or Apple, sorry. Um, there are plenty of apps that... Um, can walk you through those questions. They'll ask you a question every day. They'll, you know, prompt you to look inward and to really consider what's going on for you today. Um, that can be a great place to start if okay. you're struggling with the sitting. Yeah, definitely. And I, I found uh, one of the books by Peter Scazzaro, uh, uh, Emotionally Spirituality, was, was a really good book um, as well. So I think those are good resources for us uh, to have um, to check out. Um, And I just want to wrap up, you know, I think if for anybody who is in that particular season, um, who may be facing this, you know, season, know that you're not alone in this, um, and know that you can reach out to any of our staff members, our leaders at Kairos, and we have an intercessory prayer team who would love to pray uh, with you and for you. And so, um, once again, thank you, Lorraine, uh, for joining us today. And uh, hope to hear from you um, next week and we hope that you guys will join us next week as well. 